What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how kroger brand products taste or you get your money back so next time you're shopping for the family look for delicious kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning shop now in store or online Kroger, fresh for everyone. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Oh, welcome to We Know's Parenting. I'm Peter McNerney. I'm Beth Newell. Did you miss us? That was very loud. Loud intro. I know. It's episode 100, baby. <laughs> we did it. And you know, you know what what we decided to do to celebrate our 100th episode. Um, we had a power outage, and then we threw away all the meat and the dairy in our fridge, and we didn't record an episode. <laughs> and we said it'll be delayed, and then we said to ourselves, "Hey, you know what I really want to do for episode 100? Not do it. Just take a week off in the middle of insanity." Yeah, it was a rough day. We had it was like. We had a busy week. We had Easter, which is like the biggest thing that's happened here since we've been here. Since for, we realized we were in a pandemic. So like, yeah, for people who haven't been listening, we um, our school was canceled. So we went to a vacation home in Massachusetts where we now realize we apparently live forever in quarantine, which is fine. It's just <laughs> taken a lot it's, of adjusting. So it's pretty good. So Easter um, came and the kids were on a sugar high for days. Like they were just, they got so much chocolate and candy in one day. Because honestly, what else are we going to do? Yeah, we were like, just eat it all. I mean, we did like, we did have some of it that we didn't put into their baskets. But anyway, they did that. And then the next morning was when they woke up and dragged a stool from the basement up to the 
kitchen. This was real. They've got a real teamwork going on. <laughs> While we are asleep, they are lifting very large objects. A up, very tall, heavy stool. They A bar stool up this basement stairs together. They helped each other to do this. And then they got a package of Oreos from above the fridge and they ate the whole package first thing in the morning. Well, all but one. I threw one out in front of them <laughs> to like prove a point how <laughs> bad it was to eat that many cookies in the morning. And they saw me throw it away and they looked at me as if I'd just driven our car off a cliff. They're like, are I'll, you insane? I'll say like as much as they're constantly nuts, I do feel like quarantine has been a blessing in the sense that we're laying down the law a lot more and we're just like i don't have anywhere to go you want no tv for the rest of the week <laughs> like <laughs> we're just like really laying it down lately brin's been sent to his room a lot which i think is helping him well i think he believes it now because it's also a, a lot of times when we're home and you sort of do a half-hearted threat like if you do this and you don't stick with it you know then your threats mean nothing but I've been doing a lot of like keeping it calm. But I say, if you do that again, you're going to your room. And he does yeah. it. And he goes to his room. And it's he's calmed down. And he's he's like picking his battles more. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's less fine. likely to escalate. I also like we've gotten so used to sending him to his room now that like I there were certain circumstances where like he would like just punch Maven or something and I would be like not even give him a warning like I was just like go to your room now and I was like I'm amazed that we're at a point where he like actually does that when I say it um and it was like I was like I really feel like we're gaining control <laughs> over him um yeah well it's also I mean the thing about it is not just that he goes to his room but I think we're also we're more serious about it and we're less emotional about it. Yeah. And so he knows that it's time alone as opposed to we're angry at you. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. We're just like, this is what's happening. Um, if they don't go, you're going to stay up there longer and then he'll go and he'll stomp. <laughs> um, but they can stomp and scream and there's no neighbors. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, they can scream all they want that no one will know. Go ahead. Scream. Um, I'll scream. We've been screaming a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there's been a lot of screaming here. Um, so then, anyway, after we had the like three day sugar high or whatever, Tuesday we Monday? No, it was Monday. Monday, right before we needed to record a podcast. Right after this Oreo incident, the same day, our power goes out, and during uh, a very impressive wind rainstorm. Yeah, so clearly, like a branch or tree fell onto a power line or something, and so we didn't have power for twenty four hours. Um, during, More than that, but a full, which is, full day. Yeah, slightly frustrating when you're in the middle of a pandemic and you're not supposed to be doing like extraneous food shopping and stuff. Um, so Computer we, died, phone died, can't do any work. Yeah, can't work. Giant um, tree splits in half uh, and falls in the yard. That's not a big deal. You, <laughs> uh, I didn't say it was. No. It led to something very satisfying. Yeah, but you like... You were like, oh, tree, this is my focus for the next 24 hours, tree. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, there's a lot going on. Like, we don't have power. And like, you don't, <laughs> you were like, oh, th this thing happened. So now everything's out the window. I can just go chop wood for. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I cleaned a tremendous number of sticks out of our yard, put them in the piles. I called the tree guy. Okay. But like, the tree guy showed sticks up. Sticks out of the yard is also like not 
the most urgent. I'm just saying. Just tell me what I needed to do that I didn't do. I'm just saying like whenever anything slightly out of the routine happens, you use it. I reject where this this absolute statement is going. (laughs) It feels like you use it as an excuse to just like throw all plans out the window. You're like. I'm not a dad anymore. I'm a tree chopper. I don't have responsibilities. I'm just a man who chops logs. Listen, I couldn't take I, my son to school. There's no internet. Right. But like there still is like childcare and cleaning and like things in the home that need to continue to happen. I, I don't Food know. Food preparation. I like, did all of these things. I don't know no. what you were talking about. I thoroughly reject the idea that I'm not pulling my weight. Uh, if you want to pick a day where I did less... You're probably right. I don't remember. But overall, no way. Mm, I don't think you're doing as much as you think you're doing. Uh, I don't think you realize when you wake up in the morning that I have done all the sweeping and dishes and stuff either before I went to bed or before you woke. Oh, yes. I was sweeping every day. You do not sweep every day. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about. Literally, I've never seen you sweep because I, you're asleep. I do I know it. you did it once, but you do not sweep oh. every day. And I'm, the, these I, floors were filthy when I Beth, I've swept. Honestly, them. you have no idea how much sweeping I'm doing because I literally do it be, right after you have gone to sleep or before you wake up in the morning. Sounds suspicious. Really suspicious. Every day timing. is a lie. I don't do it every day. That's a lie. But I've do it, done it many, many times. Anyway, let's well, not... Well, we'll never know the truth because you start from a place of lies. Fair enough. Um, I want to talk about chopping this tree because it has brought me a tremendous amount of joy despite whatever, uh, whatever other duties I have or have not been keeping up on. I get that you love chopping the wood. I, like, the guy I understand came, it makes you feel very manly and productive and I get it. I'm just saying it's like it's the equivalent of me going for a run where it's like I'm checking in with the house and I would be like, hey, guys, I'm going for a run. I put the kids in front of the TV. You are just like wood must be chopped. It's the most important thing in our lives. And I'm not going to tell anyone where I'm going or what's happening. I'll just be out with the wood. Are you accusing me (laughs) of being the one who disappears without announcing what they're doing? I have to disappear because everyone is always (laughs) on top of me. Okay, so... So, okay, that's a stated double standard. That's fine. But I didn't, I'm not like, oh, I disappeared for a while. By the way, I stopped into a store where I might have caught coronavirus. I will, I'll tell you when I get back. Here's the thing. I have a cough today and I don't feel well. And the only thing I've been thinking is I better not have coronavirus because Beth (laughs) is going to be mad at me for it. I will receive no sympathy for having this terrible illness. I don't know why you should. And so I'm like, uh, I don't want to be sick <laughs> only for that reason. Just just because. I just. Okay. It's, I, like, I hear- it's like when you talk to Bryn and you're like, hey, Bryn, if you're trying to hide it from me, it means, you know, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> you know, you're doing something wrong. I have not done anything wrong. <laughs> you're you. You you were out the other day after this. After we lost power and you went to get milk and half and half, which is fine. But you specifically didn't communicate with me that you're going to the store because you're like afraid. Would you like to hear why? Because I got up early so I could take the trash to the dump. And on the way back, I was like, oh, it's almost Beth's time to go to work. I got to get back. I don't have a lot of time. 
but we don't have any milk and Beth really likes her half and half. So I stopped at the expensive grocery store to get a, one basket load and I grabbed a bunch of things. That's and, fine. And I was like, and I was like Beth is going to be so mad at the call. things I didn't get. I don't have time. I might as well not go. And I almost didn't go because I knew this was going to happen. If you're at the store potentially contracting coronavirus, is it would it kill you to call me and be like, I'm running in the store so that I can be like, okay, here's two things that I've been really wanting and we only go to the store once every two years because we're like pioneers <sighs> on the frontier. Can you please get your wife the one yeah, piece? We're pioneers. Free. I got to get home and chop wood. Can I have some fiber? Like... <sighs> We got a fridge full of apples, which you're allergic to. I realized later. Anyway. I have needs. So I just want to say a hundred episodes is a real accomplishment. <laughs> and, uh, and I really love you. Uh, well, it wouldn't be the hundredth episode if we didn't argue about something. It's sort of part of our thing. It's true. And we had two I, weeks. We've had two weeks of stuff to not argue on the podcast about. Uh, it does. I do feel it. It's been two weeks and we haven't checked in because we haven't recorded a podcast. Yeah, but we also haven't been checking in as much in general lately because life is such chaos. I will say, you know, despite all everything we just talked about, we are in we are in to a really generally good routine where the boundaries are clear. Yeah, we installed locks on the bedroom door <laughs> i yeah i ordered new doorknobs because i was like this our bedroom as i probably have complained already has two entrances so it's all extra opportunities for people to like waltz into my space while i'm trying to work which when you have little kids is like it's like five times an hour so you never actually get like a full thought going before someone is just hanging on you and trying to get you to make them apples and peanut butter anyway and it's also I got, very hard in the morning I do, Bryn is getting more and more school responsibilities. Like his, the things his teacher is sending is more of a full school day. And yeah. that's all my responsibility pretty much. And I do it, but it is very hard now to get the checklist done and engage Maven. And so I try really hard to give Maven things to do. And then Bryn has to do all this stuff. And then I turn my... I turn my back and Maven's gone. You have to give Maven more of like a project. Like you have to, yeah. she needs like, like you could literally just say like, oh, you should draw a zoo. And then she's like, it just has to be something she cares about. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, I do. It's very successful. And there's other times so, she like, doesn't, she knows that I'm trying to do has, something and she rejects she it. She has said to me multiple times this week when I'm like, you're supposed to be with daddy now. And she goes, daddy school is just for Bryn. That I heard that and it really <laughs> broke my heart because I was trying really and I I wanna I wanna just pay attention to her. But you can teach them both the same lesson and just give her an easier version. Oh, like, I do. That's mostly what I do and it's very successful. It's just the yeah. only time you're aware aware of it is when she's gotten bored and slipped past me and she's found like, you. I don't have a father. <laughs> He's Bryn's father. Just um, just Bryn's teacher. <laughs> But now that there's locks on the door, I think I I'm less stressed that she's gonna slip away from me. Yeah, it's a. I mean, I was. It's already been sort of a, in a way, a good challenge of not having the locks because we had to really emphasize to them that it's like mommy work time and you don't get yeah. to go in there. But I'm very glad we have the locks now. Uh, uh, we did it in the right order. Yeah. So the locks are a backup system. Yeah, it's good. Although I realize now, like, I'm like, oh, I need socks. Mm, I guess I have to wait till one. 
or I can break in. You need to like store up your errands to come in here. I did think about it. I was like, that's probably exactly what Beth wants, which is I have to really think about if I actually need that thing. Yeah. Anymore. Well, that's the other thing is I'll tell you over the last few weeks, the thing that really puts me over the edge or really it makes it hard not to snap is like the kids will come in here five times an hour for three hours. I have like a half hour left of I'm like finally like I've snuck away some alone time or whatever and I finally feel like peaceful for one second. And then you walk in like you've just finished something up and you're like, well, here's what's going on in my life. I just had this call and this person has said this and da, da, da. And I'm like, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I am going to scream if I don't get some time where no one is talking to me. Um, um, so, yeah. <clears throat> that's fair. I will <laughs> say I get interrupted more than anybody that's not true. It is true. It's just that. Okay. First of all, we have a second floor of this house that the kids never go up to that I can't go up to because I'm very allergic to it. You didn't let me finish. Second of all, that's not true at all. You, I don't have any. By the afternoon, all the rules go out the window and I have to be in different places. And so I don't, I do feel one, one, I'm not complaining because I'm not like you. It doesn't bother me as much. But you, I have you I, constantly get work done while they're right in the same room as you. I, I know that's what I'm saying. But I have noticed, like after a few weeks, I do have these moments where I, I don't know. I'm simultaneously one. I realize I feel like I haven't been alone. Um, in a way that when I'm at home, I have all this time when I'm commuting, when I'm walking. I go for a walk to the train. And I walk with that. I'm on the train alone where I have this solitude, but it's very active. I'm moving. I have none of that here until I'm suddenly alone because I've put the kids to bed and you guys are on zoom calls or something. And then I feel intensely alone <laughs> and it has been a weird experience because I'm not, I'm, I've realized I'm pretty introverted in that. Like I don't need people, but I've, I don't know if I talked about this, but it's been two weeks, but I came a couple nights I came up and you and, Allie were on Zoom calls with a bunch of people, and I got so sad. <laughs> yeah, you told us this. You're very affected by it. And then and the night you said it, my sister and I were both having Zoom calls with like our friends from high school. So I was like, well, why don't you just set up a call with your friends from high school, which you then did. And then you got so excited and happy to talk um, to them. Well, there's we talked about this... So my two, my two, two of my closest friends, high school, were both named Peter. We had a nice Zoom, <laughs> Zoom chat, which was great to so catch ridiculous. up. But we talked a little bit about this, the three of us, like this Midwest mentality where we have a lot of guilt about making anything about us, which might seem crazy knowing me because I, all I want is attention. But there's so much guilt attached to it, and the idea that oh, I'm going to reach out to my friends that I have not kept in super close contact with now that there's a pandemic feels bizarrely selfish. And I was like, well, it's not, they're not going to think it's genuine. They think it's weird, <laughs> genuine, loaded, selfish. And of course, like we all feel the same way right now. So of course people want to connect and it's fine. But I had a lot of anxiety about just asking my friends to talk. Yeah. Which is so I don't stupid. know. I feel like high school friends is a good like a low bar for you to work up the courage to ask people to talk <laughs> like, but it was also great. I have very interesting, smart, thoughtful friends, uh, 
who boy and I, it was a moment where we're like we all had to put our kids to bed and i was like oh my god we are s- such adults one is a doctor and a lawyer and i works for a bank and, uh, and an actor and uh, like they're like, all of these things yes they're all, they're like such professionals wait i thought you were talking to two friends i was i was <laughs> Okay, um, you said a doctor, lawyer, bank. What's that works for a bank? Well, <laughs> actor. Okay. Anyway. Um. Um. Anyway, Peter and Peter, great to talk to you. Yeah, you were like, I could feel like through the wall that you were like radiating joy. You were like so happy to talk to them. Um. It was. <laughs> it was um, nice. Great. Well, now I'm uncomfortable. No, it was just nice to see you like make the effort. <laughs> To do a social thing, and I was like, "See, I didn't, I, I didn't not believe you." Uh, but my social life tends to be just the people I'm working with. I'm, I do things with people. I build things. I work with them, and those were where most of my relationships are built around that. But I don't have that right now, so it is a weird thing to reach out to people just to just to be with them. Yeah, I find like there's something about quarantine where I am just so tired and have so little energy for like social media and people right now. So like if I I have like one or two Zoom calls a week, just like friends. And that's like that feels like all I can manage right now. It's just like too much. Yeah, I think there's been a lot. A lot of people have been doing sort of a little too much reaching out. Where you're like, this is so great. We're all connecting. We have to do this every week. Well, and then yeah. you quickly are like, oh, you know what? It was good to catch up with this group, but I'm good for yeah. a while. I think it also like again just like depends a lot on whether you have like kids or roommates or what's going on. <laughs> like, my my entire um, acting class from college, almost my entire acting class, had a Zoom reunion, and it was. I was like, I don't, do I want to do that? I like all those people, but and I did it, and it was wonderful and i was like oh my god it is so cool to have this group of people together and there's this immediate little overreaction of like we have to do this every week in my mind i'm like i don't think we're gonna do that um and it's okay (laughs) um if you're in my acting class and you're listening to this i love you (laughs) our kids just started screaming Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? 
It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. And now it's time for Do You Knows, who literally just farted on my lap? I would say me, because I was the only person who was on his lap. Hmm, the powerful reason, uh, <laughs> deduction has uh, successfully identified the farter. Bryn McNerney, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Let's say, what's that? A little bad. You're doing a little bad? Can you tell us why you're doing a little bad? Because you had to call me. To come here. Oh, I took you away from something fun you were doing? I was going to watch TV. Oh, but you didn't have to say yes, but you did say yes. Yeah, because I had to. Oh. What were you watching, Bryn? Peppa Pig. Which episode? Uh, I don't know. What was happening in the episode? I don't know. So, Bryn, what has happened since we've been staying here at this house? What, I don't know. What are your most fun activities? Let's say... Wait, what did you say again? What are your favorite things to do here at this house? Swing on the swing, watch TV, drink some lemonade. That, that's what I'm doing right now. Those are good Those are good options. You like my homemade lemonade hibiscus tea? Yeah. <laughs> what do we have for dinner tonight? Your sausage scampi. Sausage scampi, a dish that we've... Invented since we've been living in this house. Uh, yeah! It's pretty good. Bryn, what do you miss from home? The couch, the bedroom. Um, how about your friends? Yeah. Maven, what did you miss from home? Um, you know who I miss the most? That's my friend. Who's that? Just guess. Um, well, we're going to let Maven say what she misses. The the toys? She said mm-hmm. the toys. Who do you miss the most of your friends, Bryn? Lucas. Yeah. He's your best friend? He's like my best friend forever. Yeah. What do, um, should we call him? Okay. Or maybe we can. What did you say, maybe? 
Maven's, Maven's whispering said, right now. He's Bryn's BFF. <laughs> it's a secret, and it's also not a secret. <laughs> it's a secret, but it's not a secret. It's what we call an open secret in the industry is that you and Lucas are best friends forever. Well, uh, you mean BFF. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's what it really actually means. What? Why is Lucas your best friend? Because he makes me laugh. Yeah. That's a good reason. And he has like all the Ben 10 toys and he lets me play with them. That's cool, right? Yeah, because they're not special to him. They're not special to him, but they're special to you. No. No, they're, they're not special to anybody. Yeah. Bren, will you tell us a joke? Uh, what did the baby corn say to the mommy corn? What? Where's popcorn? <laughs> That's a good one. Maven, can you tell a joke? Maven, what did you make today with me? Um, I think she's going to say lemonade or Play-Doh, because I don't know if Play-Doh. she made Play-Doh. Yeah. And what color is it? Green, I think. I mean, it really is green, I know. It really is green. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Brittany Maven, can we ask you, you know, this podcast that Mommy and Daddy do, do you know that this is the 100th episode? Wow. That's crazy. What do you know about this podcast? It is boring. (laughs) Maven, what do you know about this podcast? It's boring. <laughs> what do you think this podcast is about? Questions. <laughs> you think there's a general topic? Or and jokes. It's about questions and jokes. Maven said, I think it's about story pirates. <laughs> is this the story pirates podcast, Bryn? Well, no. Because you know, there's not Lee, Rachel, or Megan. You're right. There's missing some story parts. So do you know what this podcast is called? I don't know. You know that it's about parenting? Well, well, is it? It is. (laughs) Sort of. It sort of is. It's sort of about you. (laughs) Okay, what is this about again? Um, Well, we've been doing this for two years now, and uh, we talk about what it's like to raise two crazy kids. (coughs) That's a gross cough. Um, What do you you think about the fact that there's secretly been a podcast about you going on for two years? I think it's taking away my favorite things that I can do. Are you trying to say that you want to go watch TV? Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's first say goodbye to Maven. Maven, anything you want to say to everyone? No. You just say bye, okay? <laughs> All right. Goodbye, Bryn. Say goodbye, Bryn. Bye. All right. There he goes. Don't get tangled in the cord. Oh, gosh. He's tangled in the cord. Don't fall down. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye, Maven. Big hug for mommy. Big kiss for mommy. Big hug from Bryn and kiss for mommy. Oh, at least Bryn gave me a hug too. Maven? Could care less. Oh, here comes Maven! Yeah! Thank you! Close the door behind you! Please?
Well, we did it. We, we learned our very to, little. We taught our kids to close the door behind them. That's a real victory. And now it's time for We Knows What They're Working On slash Watching slash Doing. This is about school and television. Wow, you're just jamming those topics together. <laughs> yeah, just jamming them together. Screen. Just we like, know screen time. We knows what they're learning. Um, so Bryn had a Zoom call with his teacher today. His first that I've been a part of. Maybe his first. Uh, I did a Zoom call that a mom created independently, and I'm sure both of them were as poorly uh, run. Okay, yeah. Okay, so because he his teacher asked who had done Zoom before, and he was like, I have. And I was like, does he know what Zoom is? Um, but it was kind of a disaster. The teacher's internet connection was not great, and Ooh. it was just a lot of not muted kids. <laughs> and this, my favorite part was like this one kid that we know from our building – um, n- nearby who's like really cute he was like when he first was sitting there and all the parents had clearly dragged their kid their kindergartners to be in front of the computer and do this he was like everyone's staring at me I don't like it <laughs> <laughs> it was like the cutest thing um, Bryn he- was uh, initially very upset by the idea he did a, a Zoom call earlier with his whole class. It was just a bunch of kids screaming at each other. And he was so shy and wouldn't. Yeah, he was pretty shy with this too. I had to let him sit in my lap so that he would participate. And then he got a little better. But then like I was trying to mute us because no one else was muted. And it's like, you know, like it's it's so disaster. chaotic. But then he would get asked something and he would try to respond and like he would be muted and they wouldn't hear him. And then I would like unmute him. But then like his teacher would be like, Bryn, did you want to say something? And then this other girl in his class named Bryn would start answering. <laughs> it was just like such a disaster. Um, so, yeah. Now you know what it was like to go to school with uh, four Peters in my class. <laughs> well, it was funny too. I think the teacher was just probably nervous about doing her first Zoom. The, I mean, like I have um, – my aunt is a teacher and it's hard for her and a lot of her te- like colleagues who are like boomers who haven't had to do this kind of technology – in their like careers and now they're just trying to like adapt and it's already not an easy thing to like lead a group of people on a video chat but if you haven't been doing it like at all it's confusing so like Bryn's t-shirt was like I, I just feel like she sort of like didn't like she I don't know she her connection was bad so she wasn't like hearing everything that was happening and she like didn't I don't know she was like telling a story but she didn't realize that like I think the pages were like completely blurred out for most of the kids and it wasn't like centered on the screen and like it's just like very a new skill. Yeah, she's been learning a lot quickly and I will um she's been great. I her lesson plans have gotten a lot clearer. She's found online resources that are actually good. Yeah. Um, it's just so funny watching people adapt to jobs that are not at all what their job description was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just and I, <laughs> I want to help her because I'm like, these are all, this is all stuff I know how to do. This is all stuff I'm good at. But I'm also like, it's not my problem. Uh, I'm just, the, the more she asks for things to actually be turned in, yeah. the more I'm like, ah, you're doing your job, but honestly, that's work for me. I just find, yeah. this, I find the, the points where, where is she going to see this? And then anything she's not going to see, I play it by ear. 
So I'm like, what is important? Because also a lot of the stuff that Bryn now has to do on the checklist, some of them are great. He needs the reps. Other things, he's ahead. And I'm like, right. this, he doesn't need to practice counting. Uh, he doesn't need to practice what two numbers make 10. He's nailed this. But he loves the game. So he spends 15 minutes a day doing math that he gets perfect because he just likes being right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, God, sort of that's wish we could fine. I wish we could skip ahead on this. I I mean, that's why when I'm working when I'm doing like vaguely learning activities with them, like today they wanted to pretend they were at school mm-hmm. and Bryn got this like pre-K workbook that we have with like basic spelling stuff and so him and Maven were like pretending to be at school. And so it was really easy stuff, but there's always ways you can like throw them off and be like but how do you spell orange? And then they kind of like panic and they try to like guess based on what's on the page. And like they're figuring it out. I feel like it's like they're still learning even though they're doing it in their own weird like cheater way, you know, like (laughs) it's just. Bryn does not like to guess at spelling. I made him write a thing where he couldn't ask for help on spelling and it was like I was torturing him. Yeah, it makes me understand why you don't normally teach three-year-olds to read because Maven, it's like such a three-year-old reaction where she'll see something and she'll be like, it says tortoise. And I'm like, no, it says turtle, but I can understand why you would think that. And she's like, no, it says tortoise. Yeah. Turtles have flippers. And like she just like digs her heels in. Oh, like, Brynn used to do that too. You're like, yeah, this is not like an age of a person who is like willing to listen. Bryn, <laughs> although compared to everything else, he was shockingly willing to be corrected when it came to reading. Yeah. He was into it for some reason. She'll get better. She's like, I think she she's actually learning a lot just through osmosis yeah. of being next to him. But also, you're not saying she pays attention to a lot of Bryn's schoolwork. Yeah. She's starting to really like sound things out and stuff. She's not, I get that she's like probably ahead of the curve, but she knows all her letters, all her sounds. She and... does fight me on a lot of lies that she makes. Yeah. <laughs> there is one online. So um, Bryn has started doing this site called Lup. La Lilo. It's like phonics and uh, reading and spelling. And it's by far the best site that the teacher has sent us uh, uh, where it just, like says a word and it goes, here's a bunch of words. Which rhyme, words rhyme with that word? And then they just repackage it in a lot of ways. And it goes, here's the word with part of it missing. Which letter is missing? And it's broken down. And it's, it's not just letters. It's like BR. Or it'll be like, bruh, bruh. Does the following word have bruh? It's like toothbrush. Uh, and I can see Bryn really thinking, and that's that's by far the best site. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely tell Maven is starting to pick up on that stuff too. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about a movie that we watched with Bryn. Did you not? Um. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while now since we skipped a week, but we watched E.T. with the kids, which was surprisingly held their attention because they don't watch a lot of live action movies. Yeah. But I think that one, they're older and two, they're very excited when all of us sit down together. Yeah. To watch a movie. And I got to say, we don't, we, I haven't done that in so long where you sit down with a bunch of people and watch a movie. Yeah. And I realized that that's one, it used to be one of my favorite things in the world. And it is again, now that Brendan Maven can actually focus. 
It's nice. It's just that usually when they're watching something long form, I'm like, well, here's my chance to escape and do something I want to do or clean up the whole house, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but it is nice when we do it. And E.T. was good. There's like a lot you don't remember about that movie if you haven't seen it in many years. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I remembered almost every frame of it, except for, well, two things. One, I think we talked about this, where we did not remember at all the very, very beginning of the movie. And I think so many movies of our childhood, you never saw the beginning because it was just always on TV. And so when you flipped the channels, it's so rare that it would be the very beginning. And so the first 20 minutes of every movie from 1985 to 2000, uh, I feel like the very beginnings are highly neglected. <laughs> I simultaneously remember every single frame of that movie. Well, I feel like when we were growing up in movies, like they editing movies was harder before digital. So there's like the exposition of most early 90s, late 80s movies would be like a montage, like just a musical montage of like cars driving. This is the town. We're slowly bringing you to the location. Like it's just like a lot of slow setup. But it's so, so but, good. But E.T. does a good job of it. Oh, yeah. All those adults, you never see their faces. <laughs> oh. You're welcome, J.J. Abrams, for your entire career. You're welcome. Copying the aesthetic of that movie. I, I was just trying to take a hard, hard stance on J.J. Abrams, and I don't oh, actually care that ripping much. Ripping off your creation, E.T.? Yeah, yeah. I made E.T. <laughs> Didn't you know you're married to Steven Spielberg? Oh, I see. I get it now. Anyway. Anyway. Any, anything else? No. I thought you were looking at something on your phone. I was looking at my notes of what what happened. It's hard to keep track of what happened because I live in a blur. We, we live in a duck blur these days. We have a um, new fun parenting technique where we tell the kids that they look like a blur like Sonic the Hedgehog if they run fast enough around the house. <laughs> and then we just send them outside to run around the house once or twice. This is the greatest thing about our lives compared to our normal lives which is we say hey go run around the house is something we've never been able to say yeah it's so great and they like so so funny when we first told them to do it and Bryn was running past the house and they both think they're so fast and Bryn kept smiling at me and my sister as he was running because he was so proud but then he kept falling over because he wasn't watching where he was going and they're both just so happy. They're like, I'm the fastest person. Maven, I think they both just love their independence as it gets warmer. Well, she also got a new pair of sneakers where she said, these are my going for a run sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, very cool. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules 
a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This next segment is called Would You Knows? This is where we present each other with parenting hypotheticals. This one comes to us from Eric. Eric says, Hey, Beth and Peter. I feel like it's been a while since you have tackled a wacky Would You Knows hypothetical, so I thought I'd throw one out there. You're right, Eric. It has been too long. Okay, so here it is. One day, you are exploring your house in Massachusetts when you find an old door you have never seen before. Wait, you... this happened to me yesterday. Go ahead. <laughs> you go inside and suddenly you are in a dark hallway. A spirit appears and offers you a choice. You can head back the way you came and your life continues as it is now. Or you can head forward towards another door. Once you cross through it, you and the rest of the family will be transported back 150 years to 1870, where you will have to live for six months. The essentials of shelter, clothing, a job, just for Peter, etc. It's, it's, it's 1870. That's fair. Will be provided. Once the six months are up, you will be transported back to April 2020. And it'll be like the pandemic never happened. To be clear, for everyone. And your current stay in Massachusetts will, was just for spring break. Do you choose to live in the 1870s to wipe away the pandemic? If so, Whoa. do you just keep your heads down and make on take on the standard roles of breadwinner for Peter and running the house for Beth? <laughs> or do you try to introduce some 21st century ideas into society? How do you raise the kids without modern conveniences? Hope you continue to stay healthy and safe in these crazy times. Wow. I love this. 
So at first, before I threw in the twist of how how it saves everyone from the pandemic, I was like very not psyched about going to this time period. I don't like, I don't think I would fare well there. <laughs> I don't think I would enjoy uh, the amount of labor. Um, hmm. But so we, I started watching on someone's recommendation this um, show on Amazon Prime called Pioneer Quest, which is... A, it's a Canadian it's documentary. A Canadian docu reality show of these people who have to live on like a Western pioneer farm in it's, Canada. If and if you haven't seen the PBS shows of this ilk, I highly recommend. Um, I think it's like Colonial House and Pioneer House or something like that. But anyway, it's really fun to watch, but it looks like a really horrible way to live, and I don't think. I, <laughs> See, now, I had a different reaction. Because so, you're the one, you'd just be chopping wood. That's your fantasy. And I'd have to, like, render deer fat into, like, uh, three, like for three days so that it could be, like, the basis of, like, a potato soup that we have, like, render rotten. Render deer fat. I'm just, like, I'm saying, like, I would, <laughs> it's just. My answer was, uh, before I, I heard the twist that it would save everybody. I was like, maybe I'd want to do this. And then I was like, that'd be a lot of work. Maybe I don't not. Know. I so don't... I would definitely do it when because I... to, to save the world. I, I guess I would probably do it to save the world. And also like I would, at the end of it, that it's like sort of feels like running a marathon where you'd be like able to tell people you did it. And it's like, seems like a good idea when you're planning it. Like you're like, yeah, I'll have a baby. I can do labor. Um, and then you to like live it is like hell on earth. But then you're like, well, it would be um, a disaster for. Well, well, well. You know what? I think we're thinking of the TV show because in this hypothetical, he says that I have a job. Um, I know, but there's still we're probably like washing clothes by hand and shit. Like this, is, it's also yeah. What job? We're in this area in the 1870s, which like, means it's bad enough when this... you wander off for a few hours now and I have a dishwasher and a washing machine. Can you imagine the like what that life is like? I just Do you know what would change? What? Brendan Maven would be 100% on their own. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like we would yeah, feed them. Yeah, I would be like wash this. Yeah, um, we would put them to work. <laughs> we would feed them, but we would stop caring like what they're putting in their mouths. We would I don't stop know. watching. We'd See, stop caring I don't that know, they like, push each other. We also probably have to take them to church and it's like a four hour service and we have to keep them quiet somehow <laughs> oh. or everyone thinks from the devil. God, um, the, going to church for four hours and doing nothing is probably I, a vacation. I feel like growing up in Massachusetts has given me a very sobering look at what early settler life was like I was like I feel like it was constantly brought up in my education like the realities of how bad things are like you're always taking a field trip to like a little cabin and they're like this was the richest man's house he <laughs> yeah, ate I spent off every the summer floor. doing the same thing um, I spent every summer going and checking out <laughs> Plymouth Rock and the the Mayflower recreation yeah. <laughs> And they'd be like, look how crappy this boat is. It's beautiful. Everyone died. Yeah. Except those who were unlucky enough to not. Um, I'm just saying, I could barely be like a madman wife, let alone. Here's the thing. I think once we got in there and found a routine, <laughs> I think I would like it. You mean the routine where you go to work and I figure out everything else? 
Okay, you know what? You like go to like a. Are you trying to? What is my job? Because you can't tell me if we're pioneers. No, no one's having an easy time. Nobody gets a free ride if we're pioneers. We're working he didn't say what long. state we're in, right? He well, the door was in Massachusetts. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 1870. I just, I still don't think 1870 is great anywhere by our living standards, by our current living standards. I mean, just look at how we're handling quarantine. I, um, we're like, we need to make simple syrup for cocktails. Like, we're not, like, we're not cut out for this kind of reality where you can't go to the liquor store on a whim. Oh, we would not be drinking liquor. <laughs> we would be chopping a lot more wood. Uh, yeah, but again, location is like being in a being in Boston in 1870 is wildly different. I know, but it depends a lot on your job. Yes. There's like one person who has a good in the whole country probably. Everyone else is just working their asses off like 80 hours a week. And that person's name is Rutherford B Hayes. <laughs> and that's not who you are, buddy. Sorry. Um somebody please Google was Rutherford B Hayes president in 1870? He might have been. Um, boy, the answer, Eric, this is a, gr- this is a great question. We'll do it, Eric, for the sake of the country, but we're not going to like it. I, I'm going to say that. I might accidentally like it. Yeah, you probably would. You'd probably be like a old timey bank teller. You'd keep a pen, b- pencil behind your ear all day. It'd be such a nice handcrafted pencil that cost me half a month's salary. <laughs> and you'd have little tiny spectacles that you love to put on and off. They just clipped to the end of my nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a visor with, with uh, 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 my and, hat, but no, no top of my hat. And I'm like, Peter, it's time to come home. I have eight children. And I'd be like, I can't hear you because you're miles away and we don't have a telephone. Um, I don't love it. <laughs> is what I'm going to say. Um, I think that um, it's possible, given the right circumstances, that I could love it. Assuming we don't get sick and... And you get to continue to be a man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um that we could be really satisfied. I think at the end of the six months, there's a version of where we're like, well, we'll never do that again, but I'm really We'll never proud do of, that again. We'll definitely never do that again. Uh, even if we had the choice. <laughs> we'll never do. But it would be really satisfying. Uh, it would be really satisfying to end that experience and to have a whole new set of life skills. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I would ever use any of them, though. Well, we don't know. Eric, you got to be more specific. What is my job? What is my social situation? Oh, oh, that's a question. I'm confident in my answer. Well, he did ask specifically, would you try to inject more 21st century gender roles into society or just lay low? I don't think so because it's just like a tiny dose of like my opinion would be, they'd be like, heresy. Like they would just like, I would get found out very quickly. Yeah, well, it's I mean, there's a big difference between like, 1670 and no, but they still like if I was like, hey, what do you think about if women could vote? They would be like, uh, your wife needs to go to jail or the nut factory. Hello, like, let's I mean, put this woman in the like dump. You're right. I mean, there were plenty of women saying women should vote in 1870, <laughs> but yeah, they were they were that times like quote-unquote angry feminists where we're like, those guys are nuts. They were, like, getting beaten. Like, they weren't, like... (laughs) 
Um, like women, like if women were like, I don't like housework, I don't like managing the servants, they'd be like, let's just, you know, send her upstate to like a place. A sanatorium. A sanatorium. Like, let's just get her out of here. She's not right. There's something not right about her. So um, you would stick to your gender roles and just... I think so. I want to feel it out a little bit before I get myself like who knows what. Um, the big question is, what would Bryn and Maven say to the people they meet? And we'd be like, great, we got the weird kids. But they're like, do you oh play God. games on your phone? They're like, what is this? Our kids would not blend in. Our kids are already in quarantine just getting so weird. Like, <laughs> they're like, I mean, they're already weird kids, but now it's just like 24-7 weird. I love it. I, I hope everyone else's kids are getting weird. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that everyone's kids are getting a little bit weird. A little bit weird. weird. Try, try to keep up. Um, Boy, gosh, you know what? It's the 100th episode, and I want to take uh, the end of this episode to to say what I'm grateful for. You know what I'm grateful for, Beth? <laughs> what? Our listeners. Yes, me too. It's hard being a parent, and uh, you guys listen to us blab on and on and on. Thanks for listening to us blab on. And all of you. And argue. You have all of your own arguments and all of your own <laughs> victories and and uh uh defeats and joys and stresses and uh we you're the best and uh, you're doing great uh even when you really fuck it up you're doing all right especially now we're all doing great are your kids alive great you're doing great we nailed it um um you know who else i want to thank for 100 episodes who mates of state <laughs> You don't know. We don't say it. We should say it every episode. Our theme song was written by Mates of State. We should. You got to watch. On, they did a live Instagram where just them and their three girls sang songs. And one of them's like two and just so upset that everyone's ignoring her <laughs> while the rest of them have just a beautiful blend of voices it is so heartwarming. Check out Mates of State, the greatest band in the world. The greatest band and, in the world. And uh, I'm also thankful for, for Chuck Bryant from Stuff You Should Know in Movie Crush, who is the reason we have this show. Yeah, thanks, Chuck. Thanks for helping us put this out there and together. Uh, you know who else I'm going to thank? Who? My husband. <sighs> Peter McNary. I was, just, I was waiting to make sure it was um, me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like going through them all in all a your Rolodex. All your Rolodex of husbands. I'd like to thank my wife, Beth Newell, <laughs> who is the best wife I've ever had or could possibly want. Wow. Um, you. you drive me crazy, um, and you Britney make, Spears, and you uh, you make me better. Um, <laughs> likewise, this has been another episode of We Know's Parenting. If you'd like to send us an email um, to tell us that you're worried about us because we didn't have an episode last week, you wouldn't be alone. We got a few of those this week, and I re- I would like to thank the people that wrote in to say they're worried about us. Because we didn't release an episode. Thanks for being worried about us, but we're fine. We're, we're fine. fine. Uh, you can email us at weknowspod at gmail.com or give us a call at... 347-384-7396. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at weknowspod. And uh, rate, review, uh, give us a... Uh, rate and review. 
Is it a third? Subscribe. Subscribe. Well, you think uh, I'd figure it out by now. Check out Peter occasionally on Story Pirates Radio. Buy Beth's book. There's no manual. Uh, it's still great. And, uh, it's still great. We'll see you for episode 101. Bye. Bye. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.